Welcome to the fourth episode in a podcast series brought to you by the International Arbitration Group at Denton's. With more than 40 partners and 120 lawyers, our group is widely recognized globally, trusted by corporations, states, and high net worth individuals for their most challenging international arbitration matters. In the last episode, we looked at how some of the most urgent issues are being handled, petitions for interim relief, whether before emergency arbitrators or the courts. Today, we want to look at how existing disputes are being impacted by the COVID-19 crisis. My name is Amy Kleisner. I'm your host today. I am a member of the arbitration group in Germany, and I'm very pleased to welcome my partner and co-host of this series, Rachel Howie. Rachel Howie is a partner in, Canada, in the Canada Litigation and Dispute Resolution Group. Hi, Amy. Nice to speak with you again this morning. Great. So when COVID-19 hit, parties were faced with this patchwork of government-imposed health and safety measures, as well as travel bans and expert recommendations of all sorts. As we move forward into the new dynamic, these measures continue to evolve. Um, and indeed, it appears that we'll be facing restrictions potentially for years to come. Just as a first question, how has the crisis impacted arbitration practice, in your opinion? Well, I think for cases generally, international arbitration has always been a very flexible mechanism. And some of that flexibility is evident at the outset when the parties are looking at international arbitration for their dispute resolution clauses or in the first stages of a dispute when designing a procedural timetable. The immediate impacts for cases, while all potentially individualized to some degree over the last few months, have depended, I, I would say, primarily uh, upon the stage of the dispute. For example, are you looking at filing a request for arbitration or are you gearing up for an immediate hearing? For those disputes that were in the early stages when contemplating uh, seat and venue to, to the extent you can uh, have, a, have a say over those, some of the considerations would be those that we discussed on our first podcast a few weeks ago. But for those disputes that were later along in the process, uh, perhaps other or additional considerations would, would come into play. And now that the immediate, and you know, I would use the term or expression here, now that the band-aid has been ripped off of all of this and this new dynamic is proceeding, there are some impacts that will be around, as you said, for potentially years to come or for some time. And uh, one of those is the possibility for uh, sudden local quarantine or no travel orders in various regions or jurisdictions or even at the municipality level and uh, a different pace at different times than one may be used to for a dispute. Uh, also, there is perhaps a need for a council to consider pivot points or alternatives and whether those are of a nature that you would want to discuss uh, with other council in the tribunal at the outset or matters that you would want to more or less keep in your back pocket and, and decide at the appropriate time, whether or not uh, to pursue those alternatives. Let's, you mentioned pacing. Let's talk about timing a little bit more. How, how are arbitrations proceeding? Is it as usual or are there interruptions? That's a good question. I, I would say pacing is perhaps one item that uh, is most in flux. While some matters might proceed faster than usual, and, and, and by, when I say matters, uh, possibly the entire dispute or specific stages of a dispute, uh, could be proceeding faster than usual. For example, if you were in a matter that had a tradition of hearing stages in person and you need to then uh, work extensively around uh, a number of schedules to coordinate travel, you may be able to arrange for those uh, matters to proceed faster in a remote or virtual environment. Uh, 
to the opposite effect, other specific procedures or matters might be proceeding slower. And this ties back to that localization effect that uh, the pandemic can have in uh, different areas and, and various quarantine or travel restrictions. It might simply not be as easy to accomplish the same things that you're used to accomplishing on a similar time frame. One example would be if a client or client employee needs to go to an office or a more remote plant to obtain records that were only in paper format or obtain materials that were only in physical format, that might not be as easy to accomplish uh, along with site visits or inspections. Uh, you may face similar issues in terms of the logistics around how do you actually get the people that you need to get to that location. Also, if you're dealing with witnesses who need to appear, what are their circumstances? Um, you know, we're all professionals, but aside from any government uh, regulated no travel directions, everyone's also in their own unique situation in terms of family health and other circumstances. And that may need to be addressed and it may play into uh, some of the decisions that, that you'll want to make along the way. Also, in terms of, you know, pivot points or larger strategic decisions, the, the timing there uh, can play in because it, it might be more sensical to advance the matter to look at uh, bifurcating or looking at phases for a dispute now, given the totality of what you're looking at, uh, the people who are involved in logistics. And, you know, again, depending on timing and what venues are able to accommodate what matters, you, you may need to look at uh, a different schedule there or also whether it's possible to do some stages in person some in a more hybrid format or some in an entirely uh, virtual or remote video platform but you know in, in all of this uh, much like most things it's something where you might want to have a, a plan b and you might want to have those uh, certain alternatives lined up in advance because really the only certainty that any of us have over the next while is that things will be changing and there is a potential for international arbitration disputes to be impacted. Thank you very much, Rachel, for sharing these insights with us. Our next session will be posted in a few weeks. Just to remind everyone, Denton's is a global legal practice providing client services worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode is not designed to provide legal or other advice, and you should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Please see Dentons.com for legal, legal notices. Thank you.